When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I always look like I just rolled out of bed, um, and I there's people like like you said, Ryder, like the bedhead hair is it, like people try to achieve that look. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally I just do nothing, so I'm not glad true, it's you an shower. actual look. Well, I shower, but I shower because I work out. Showering used to be a much bigger thing. Okay, so so when you say do nothing, you, you mean you're actually fully like, I take a shower. I mean, but I, then I just dry my hair with a towel, and I don't like put anything in my hair or comb my hair or do your it. definition like, of doing nothing is very different than mine. Like if I literally getting out of bed and doing nothing, I am doing nothing. But yeah, so no, I showering used to be a much bigger thing in my life. Now it's just rinsing off, which is just like the worst thing ever. Like, what's the point? <laughs> What, what, why, why do you do it? say it like that? <laughs> because it's with pointless. The showers should take 45 to 50 minutes. You should read oh a book. Gosh. It should be relaxing. So much and wasted you do that water. Two to three. That's why well, that's I don't why do it. That's why he doesn't do it. That's exactly why he's why angry. He used so to now smoke my a two cigarette showers and read a book. Take, exactly. <laughs> well, it was more than one cigarette. And my two showers now take a total of like 12 minutes for both showers. And it's yeah. just the worst. So, yeah. I'm always in this mood now, too, because I don't have the full shower anymore. I don't have right. that experience of being back in the womb, which is what I think it is, frankly. Yeah, the showering is yeah. is womb-like for you. I mean, it is. It, it is true that the I'm just currently obsessed with st- modern street style, which is you can wear your pajamas as pants. That's f- totally fine. 
you could wear borderline slipper. Look at you rocking it. Like you, okay, this, I was gonna say you wear your slippers out of the house. Will, the way you are dressed right now is as a young cool. You're dressed as a young cool. Sweet. Now, I'm not saying you are a young cool, but yes, you, you are. are dressed like a young cool. If you were to go to any, like, any outdoor place where there boba are shops and cools. Sure, yeah. a boba shop. But Will, yeah. you never would go out like this, would you? I'd go out. Uh, sure, I would. Oh, he'd absolutely. go to Lodge yeah. Bread like that. Yeah, he'd oh, walk to Lodge yeah. Bread. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd go to Boba Tuba like that. I don't think oh, I could. Yeah. I could not. I, I, I can't go out in sneakers like this. No problem. You can't no. go out in sneakers. No, I can. I'm joking, but I prefer not to. No, because you feel like, underdressed for life in sneakers. Yes, absolutely. Wow, absolutely. Wow. I mean, I would I, not I, have yeah. pegged Ryder as the fancy one between the three of us. I know. Yeah, but you I really are. Out, right? I, yeah. I, <laughs> why not? Uh, to explain that. Uh, just uh, just because I, I you, look like you, crap all the time. No, no, not you look no. Like crap. Because you would choose to live myself. under the tree in the woods and not <laughs> exactly. shower for three right. weeks if you right. had your druthers. Right. Yeah. Yes. But like to go to the grocery store, you're like, I need a scarf, a leather jacket, and some boots, some sort baby. of neckerchiefery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to do that. And do you guys, do you guys ever look at like old film oh, footage no. of like a oh, city? No. We're going like to, this is like my papa, my papa, who is 99 and a half would be like, have you ever seen the way we used to get dressed to go on a plane? It's just like, an abomination. Uh, these kids today. Jaunty no, chapeau. I, not, is I don't that care what, you're what anybody for else does. I don't care what anybody else does. I just, when I see that, I'm always like, yeah, you're like, you know, wear like a no, nice jacket is, or different so, texture or something. It's, it's true. Like, and not to get with, again, talking about the much older people, but my mother-in-law, she was 93 when she passed away. And she used to always say that when everybody dressed a certain way, they acted a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when everybody dressed up to go on an airplane, there was kind of a respect of, be, of the yeah. travel and being on an airplane. And yeah. that kind of seems to have gone away. I understand that. That's why, you I know, some, there's understand. the school uniform debate back and forth right. about, you know, right. should kids be forced to wear the school uniform, that kind of thing. So I get that you kind of, but they also say dress for the job you want. And the job I want is to sleep for a living. So <laughs> I'm dressing for the job I want. I'm listening to them, but so far, nothing. I, it's, it's so funny because like when I think about the 90s, you know, like so much, like my mentality back then was like, don't care about the what what you wear yeah that's what that's what's come back yeah right but but Mm. it was so obviously caring more than if i actually right you know what i mean like if i actually like bought clothes that fit me or like which i thought was like taking too much effort but in reality i cared so much more about what i looked looked like because i had to make it look like i didn't care what i looked like. right exactly you were like is this the perfectly faded grungy enough tea or is this too crisp and is this flannel worn in enough are these jeans big enough I think so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I just, I, I mean, in some ways it was a cop out. Like I could just get away with wearing the same, like three pairs of Jenko jeans over mm-hmm. and over again. Cause I didn't care. But like, yeah, I, I think in it, I don't know. It, it wasn't healthy. Like I definitely did not have a, like, I think it's really healthy to have a clear sense of your own style of how you want to present in the world and whatever that is, whatever that is, just be mm-hmm. comfortable and, and confident in that. You know, well, do you I remember always was insecure, like how I was much, always miserable about the way I looked, how much ish we used to give Matt Lawrence for dressing up nicely yeah. to come to work. And he looked great, had yes. a style. And we and were like, has. why can't you just be relaxed? So then he came in one day with a wrinkled T-shirt on. No, and he, we were he like, hey, in, we made 
he, we were we were making fun of him. We were just talking. We were all talking about each other's style one day, mm-hmm. and we, we we had you were you were into like categorizing everybody, if I remember. So you were like, yeah. "You're this type of guy. You're that type of guy." You're like you still do, even you call me creepy professor. So you know, whatever. <laughs> the fact that I you've said something about me, and then you said to Matt, you you said, "And you're a pretty boy." Mm-hmm. And he was like, what does that mean? I was like, well, you you care about how you dress. And right. he was like, I don't know. And we were like, Matt. Because, and to be fair, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt spent a lot of money on clothes back he then. Did. Yes. But yeah. he, he looked great. He, he does not. He looked great. But yeah. he would go shopping a lot like yeah. with his family and spend a lot of money and he never wore the same clothes twice like that's what never. i remember is like yes. if you saw so we were like matt you just don't wear like a t-shirt and jeans so the next day he came in with like designer jeans like the perfectly ripped oh yeah five hundred dollar jeans <laughs> and a t-shirt that was just like slightly wrinkled and we we're and he's like hey guys hey <laughs> and we were like Matt, that's not it. And, you know, we, we just wouldn't let him off the hook. And then we caught him later taking a steamer to a steamer, shirt. Steam ironing the t-shirt. It was it was steam ironing. He took off his clothes. It was steam ironing in the wardrobe. We were like, see, Matt, you couldn't do it. You couldn't even make it yeah. a day. Yeah, when really he was ahead, ahead of all of us by actually right. having a style. But oh, speaking totally. of clothes. Caring about fashion. Yeah. I found something because we've talked what? about it several times. And I thought you'd want to see this. The original. Oh, <gasps> wow. There it is. The original John Adams High School Athletic Department sweatshirt, sweatshirt you kept. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It. There it is. It's perfectly ripped, like, you know, the 80s. That's not ripped. You cut that. You cut that. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I probably at the time did cut that. And then it's just. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So, That's I, really and this cool. is also one of my gauges of where I am weight wise, because sometimes this fits right. and sometimes it does not. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, but it's still have it. Still got well, it. I awesome. just dress like a juggalo and I love it. What's a juggalo? <laughs> a juggalo. You know, one of those people who likes the uh, insane clown posse? No? Okay. <laughs> I'll just say. I, I, just thought you must, I thought you mispronounced gigolo. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, what's a juggalo? It's kind of like a movement, right? It's like a whole yes. like political movement or is it just people that like their music? I don't know. It's a, it's a whole thing. I don't, I don't really whoop, get into whoop. the weeds of Okay. <laughs> God, you just, you know so much about so much, Danielle. <laughs> Dude. You know anything. You know, we're, at the, we're at the iHeart concert. You're like, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. And like reality TV show stars, uh, obviously and I don't musicians. Watch reality TV. But you, but you still knew it all. You, you know still everything. knew it all. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I have, like I, I don't know who anybody is. I know who Sabrina Carpenter is because she right. played my daughter. Like, right, that's right. literally <laughs> the only reason I know who she is. Exactly. I feel the same way. Oh, well, welcome to Pod Meets Old People. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. <laughs> and I'm a juggalo. <laughs> uh, I'm Will Oh, man. I am really excited about today's episode And guys, we have some big, big announcements. First up, are you in Los Angeles and want to see us in person? But more importantly, do you want to see Mr. William Daniels, a.k.a. the feeniest of all feenies, in person? Well, join us on November 17th at the Orpheum in Los Angeles for a very special Pod Meets World Live, where Bill Daniels will be joining us. And some other surprise special guests. But as stated, those are surprises. Tickets and meet and greets are available now at podmeetsworldshow.com. And don't forget about Chicago, November 30th at the Chicago Theater. And we can announce now, we will be joined by Anthony Tyler Quinn, a.k.a. Mr. Turner. That's going to be a special one. 
Some other cities as well. New Orleans on December 8th, Atlanta on December 9th, Durham, North Carolina on December 10th, and Dallas and Austin in January. Tickets are available now at podmeetsworldshow.com. And we've got some new merch. We released three new shirts this month, and we love them all. We have the Ensorcel shirt, celebrating our favorite word and apparently the best way to make women do anything you want on Boy Meets World. That's a deep cut. But our two newest? We heard your demands, and we have a property of John Adams High School shirt and hoodie for the podcast department, and it's available now. A way to rep the school and the pod at the same time. Those are going to sell like hotcakes. And we finally did it. We made the Sean shirt. That's right. The t-shirt we talk about all the time where it looks like Atlas holding a heart and I wore it for like three seasons straight. We've replicated it and it's available now. Oh, I cannot wait to wear that. Big day for Pod Meets World. Go check them all out now and join us for a show. Go to podmeetsworldshow.com now. And for this very special episode, we are going to do something a little different. And I am going to pass over introduction duties to Mr. Ryder Strong. Oh, my God. Wow. Are you ready, Ryder? How do you feel? I'm, I'm okay. I yeah? can find my notes. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I'm okay. Yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting, guys. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm thrilled. All right. Here's my attempt at an intro. <clears throat> okay. Today, we continue a journey that we began when Danielle's mom, Jen Fischel, joined us on the show. And that is uh, specifically the journey of discovering... Just how much teenage Ryder thought that all parents were soul-crushing fascists. <laughs> now we go behind the scenes of his delusion and meet the poor parents who had to put up with him. <laughs> like Corey Matthews, Linda Warner Strong grew up in suburban Philadelphia. Like Sean Hunter, King Arthur Strong, and yes, that is his real name, grew up with very little money in Altoona, Pennsylvania. The two of them met at Penn State University, where she refused to believe that that was his real name until he showed her his ID. They both moved separately to San Francisco, where they reunited and fell in love while spending six months riding a motorcycle to Alaska and back. They then bought a piece of land in a redwood forest and proceeded to build a home entirely on their own, starting with digging a pool and making a hot tub out of an olive oil tank. They decided to have kids, raise them in the woods, and make sure that they also had unusual names. King was a captain in the Marine Corps who piloted A-4 Skyhawks in Vietnam. Then he was a lieutenant in the San Francisco Fire Department for 30 years. Lynn was a nutritionist who taught at the Santa Rosa Junior College until quitting her job to manage her two sons' burgeoning acting careers. Even though neither of them had any experience in the arts or entertainment industry, they offered constant, unwavering support, both emotionally and practically, for their two sons to follow their dreams onto the stage and eventually to the screen. Their little uh, Back to the Land project in Northern California has expanded into a beautiful home nestled among some giant trees. It's their private paradise where their son Ryder doesn't visit enough and where they welcome anybody with open arms, provide copious amounts of food, wine, and love. Please welcome my parents, Lynn and King Strong. Yay, what a beautiful introduction. It sounded a little bit like a Mad Lib. They're just, their lives are so interesting. It was like, look at this Mad Libs. And, Insert and, <laughs> adjective. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to take that and just use the same thing whenever my dad or my mom are on. It's just going to be the same thing. Just erase it. It's going to be easy. Yep. Just put it Attorney in. Attorney Gary Friedle. <laughs> Attorney Gary Friedle out of a, a hot tub out of olive oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just going to be easy. Oh. All right. Let's see how, let's how see. the technology goes. Hey. 
Hillary Burton Morgan here, and I am excited to share with you a new series I'm launching, a companion podcast to my passion project, Sundance TV's True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here. Now, on the show, we focus on small towns and the crimes that can rip them apart. The cases we've covered have confused me, and they have made me deeply question our judicial system. What got me so excited about doing this podcast is that we have more time to really dig in. So you're going to hear more information on these cases, as well as never-before-heard interviews. And you'll get to go behind the scenes with me and the team and learn what it's like to make a show like this. Come join us as we get curious and get involved. Listen to True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. 
You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Okay. Yay! Oh my God. <laughs> you guys look fantastic. That's so good oh, to see. Right. It's so good to see you both. Uh-huh. So do you. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to do this, guys. We're so happy uh, to have you you're both. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's funny to see you all once here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these guys are longtime listeners. At least my dad, right? Dad, you listen to every episode of Podcast. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I, I really, I've, I really I've listened it. to some, yeah. but I haven't seen, I haven't heard them all. Why yeah. have you not heard them all in? <laughs> Don't reader. you love your son? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, wanted- I listen to it at double speed. Everything oh I listen to at double speed. And, and it's so I get through a lot. And every morning I get to do stretches. And then while I'm doing that, I get through a couple of episodes. Or I switch to other things I'm listening to, too. You know, like... Uh, like what? Skeptic Scott Universe and stuff like that. Danielle Fischel on double speed sounds terrifying. To me. It's amazing, isn't it? That's, it's, maybe so it's just it like 12-year-old Danielle. It is. It's like 12-year-old Danielle for sure. I, it's funny because I also listen on double speed to do the edits. And uh, oh, okay. if you, when then I want to make an edit, I go have to go into one time, you know, just regular speed. And oh, after yeah. that, then it's so well, that's like <laughs> this. That happens accidentally to me sometimes. Like, What's going on here? He's talking so slow. I have to go back. Sound like whales. So I want to. I want to start a little bit, just I'm going to let Ryder, you know, kind of guide where he wants to take this interview, but you have, we have your gorgeous home in the background. And I want to talk a little bit about the home that you guys built from scratch by yourselves and, and what that process was like for you. How many years ago was it that you built the house now? Almost 50, huh? Yeah. Well, Yeah, we want we wanted to move in be right before Ryder was born, and he was born in seventy nine, as everyone right. knows. Everyone yeah. knows that, yes. Yeah, so we moved in, but it's still we didn't have cabinet covers or yeah, you know, they, they were, but we had a roof, and so we moved in. Yeah, her dad helped with the building more than anything, so the two of us basically built it, and it was a. Uh, it was a hassle, but it was fun. It was really fun. He's the greatest yeah. guy I've ever worked with in my life. And everything came out really nice. But we moved in without having, like she said, the cabinets done. A lot of things that are here now were built after we moved in. But it's, uh, yeah. It's an ongoing I mean, really, process. I was going to say, it's really never been done. The house no. is still being uh, We're putting somewhere. an elevator in. <laughs> yeah. Very next smart. Yeah, next week, the elevator comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Although we just listened to a program. I can't remember what it was about how you shouldn't use elevators when you get to this age. You keep moving. That stops you from 
what's a hundred years of life or something? Yeah. So by they interviewed all these people throughout the world who have lived over a hundred years and why they lived over that period of time. It's because they didn't stop moving. As long as you're moving, your joints don't tighten up, you don't get lazy and just sit. And all these people who just made 103, 110 or something like that, it's incredible. It was, it was really good. Show. But anyhow, we read that just or listened to that just last couple of nights ago. So well, now if they put an elevator, we're not supposed to use it. <laughs> <laughs> My niece will really like it. Yes. Yeah. And and I yeah. couldn't agree with you more that continuing to move, but you guys also live on such beautiful property. You can get outside and move on exactly. mostly uh, flat yeah. ground. The right. potential Take for injuring yeah. yourself on stairs far outweighs the benefits of walking when you can do flat but, ground yeah. walking. But so you're right. Yeah, you're true. I tripped those steps so many times. <laughs> Absolutely. No, my yeah. uh, my mother-in-law used to always say if you're resting, you're rusting. Yes. So I, I thought that point, was yeah. that was it's interesting. Right. That sounds like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as you guys know, Ryder has been painted as sort of a Jack Kerouac brooding artist type. Uh, this young <laughs> literature major. So even when he was a preteen, he was that way. Mm-hmm. I have to ask right off the bat: What was it like raising a young Ryder Strong? Pretty oh boy. incredible. <laughs> this guy was so sharp, uh, you know, really early on realized how intelligent he was. And yeah, he was uh, going some, particularly when we got into the program, to the show. That's where it kind of threw me because there's so much he was doing there. And yet, listen to podcasts is what my amazing to me how much I did not know that you guys were experiencing. <laughs> and Ryder, particularly, he told us some of the stuff, but then he wanted off the show. <laughs> and it was like early on, like, why did he want off the show? But he had his reasons. And uh, okay, if you want off the show, we'll go off the show. And actually, we talked about that because mm-hmm. he was so anxious to get off and see a girl that he was dating at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Maureen. The important thing. The yeah, important Maureen. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, okay, uh, that's most important to you. So we can break the contract. It's no big deal. And yeah. Kind of changed his mind about that. But. As far as his brilliance that I am aware of, I uh, seem to recognize that really early. He's you know. always, even as a little, little tight key, he was. Uh, I felt he had an old soul. Yeah, and that's why Luna always described. His, you know. Yeah, he has an old soul. He's, yeah, he's like an old man in this tiny robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. But he <laughs> had wisdom. He had w- wisdom and the intelligence that was pretty mind-boggling, actually. <clears throat> I was getting embarrassed. where do you think Ryder and Shiloh's like performative and artistic nature came from do either of you have any sort of performance bone in your body are either of you would you consider yourselves to be performative or autistic no no but but we artistic at one time I felt like I was but that was more and I'm crafty I knit and do pottery artwork drawings and paintings and stuff like that I was really into that uh but we did videos. We early on when Ryder was about, wait, what were you, Ryder? Two or yeah, three? I was two, I think. Yeah. And that was, where did that come from? Because, Dad, you just bought a video camera. You were like one of yeah. these first VHS adopters. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, your mother had always, uh, you took a course. I in- took a course. When I was in graduate school, I took a elective of filmmaking. So <clears throat> we used the, what's it called? Super 8 you know, and had to edit and do little things. So I, I knew you could, how you could edit 
certain ways. And so, so we had <clears throat> Ryder and Shiloh become in their story that they made up, they become cowboys, but then they turn around and we stop the camera. They run in, become, uh, get into their superhero outfits and get on the same spot. And as they turn around, then they magically become superheroes. Wow. And that's it. That's the moment. Visual effects. Yeah. Please tell yeah, me you still yeah. have this somewhere. Do you have oh, this the, video? The Great Toy Caper? The, the Great Toy Caper? The Great Toy Caper. And you it's have it? it? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. legendary. Yeah. They just showed Indy some of these. I haven't seen them in years, but the Great Toy Caper was the first one. I was like yeah. two and yeah. a half. Shiloh's like three or yeah. four. Yeah. And I mean, what I love about these videos now is, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while, but like my parents are like always the bad guys or like oh, the yeah. and they are yeah. so committed and they would you know they like they would this this particular story they were stealing toys from the sandbox and so they wore bags over their head and they yeah. play these bad guys and they're all like wah, 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 we're stealing toys and it is um, and then my grandparents are get involved it's oh, yeah, so yeah. fun yeah, yeah, it was a family we would spend wow. all day making these movies oh like, yeah and they would be inspired by whatever. Like Shiloh came home from school one day. He had created some robot character at school. That's so then right. remember we made Dracula meets robot 126 yeah. or whatever. And it was yeah. like, yeah. And my dad played a mad scientist who built a child because their That's son right. died. I died, right? It's like the storyline yeah. yeah. pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, you were well, in like the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> so so right. that, that, you know, the, the yeah. boys were exposed to being on a camera very yeah. early on and mm -hmm. and it was always a fun story that we told which was yeah. it was their stories they're the ones that wrote them yeah they, they made up the ideas that we just had the fun doing the editing stuff I, I, but i love how you're you were wondering if you're like oh, i guess i'm kind of artistic and then you're talking about making films as a family I know. over and over and over again that's Taking incredible days, by the way they would edit like my mom would play piano. They'd add music. Like these were like, that's, you know, they were yeah, working. They and that's the thing. It was all, it was like, basically my brother and I were always being told that like, whatever we imagined the family was willing to spend days making a reality out of, which is yeah. just like, that's the greatest gift you can give. Like a wannabe little filmmaker, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is important. And let's learn the skills to figure it out. So yeah, you guys are incredibly creative. You also both are musically gifted, Dad, you can sing really well. Mom, you play the piano. Like, Thanks. you guys have lots of artistry. Yeah. You just never had it in your lives. Like, you never made a career out of it. Right. My dad also does stained glass. You can see a little bit of the stained glass behind him. He did these stained glass windows all throughout the house. I um, love the stained glass windows. Amazing. I remember them from your yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the correlation is kind of interesting between making a film and building a home. I mean, you're building something <laughs> from scratch. That's artistic. Whether yeah. it's something yeah. like building a home or making a film, you're still starting with nothing and creating something amazing. So, I mean, the the artistry just in building the home it, is there in itself. So, yeah, yeah the, I love to hear how you guys were both searching for like, well, I guess we're kind of artistic people. <laughs> As you're sitting in the home you built by hand talking about the films you were making. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so how did you then tackle the concept of entering Hollywood, like without any real connections and in yeah. a small little town that you live in. That was because Shadow and Ryder were taking uh, acting lessons. And one of the, uh, was it Asian, person, Asian, yeah, an Asian contacted the, the leading person in the acting class and said, do you have anybody that can go for uh, 
audition. Oh, audition for, who was that? It was for... Um, Dick Tracy. Oh, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a nationwide Beatty, search. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we videotaped. The, we got the sites and we videotaped. And, and we got, uh, they got screen tested. They were down to five kids in the nation, five little boys, and two of them were ours. They flew us. They flew us down to Los Angeles. We met um, Norbert, Warren yeah. Beatty. Um, kids went in, and they didn't get the part. They had no idea what we were doing. They had never But a limousine like picked us up. Oh yeah, the yeah. limo was all we cared about. Oh, the yeah. limo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys were like, yeah. they flew us down to LA, <laughs> and then yeah, you guys were just. You were like trying to explain who Warren Beatty was, and we just could could not. Yeah, care yeah you had no idea who he was. <laughs> we were hoping because at that point Madonna was attached to the project, so that's, that's all right. I remember yeah. being like, "Oh, maybe we'll meet Madonna." Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was obviously yeah. this was for Charlie Corsmo's part. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 So then, the kid. It's so the kid. Audition, yeah. The first audition, the first audition they ever did, they were screen tested on, and so then after that, we we were getting agents and managers who knew that and they contacted saying, us. "Hey, we." You know, you do you guys, guys remember what we did though when we went into the audition? Like how green and naive we were. Like, yeah, you were flipping through the pages or something, trying. To so I went in. Pages. They went off. They went off the side. Yeah, they improv. Warren Beatty how, how started improv. Wait, with how old were you, Ryder? Nine. Nine. Okay. So Warren Beatty started trying to improv with me, and I thought I was the first kid in the audition, like out of the kids there, and I thought, oh, I. I have the wrong pages. Right, it's like of the course. actor's nightmare. It's like, well, well, well that's <laughs> not a line written on my script. You know, I can, <laughs> I've been reading for like four years of the, I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. And then like an idiot, I come out and tell the entire waiting room, they were saying lines that weren't on the script. They wanted us to make them up on the spot. So then all the other kids were totally prepared. Oh man. Right. You took oh, one for the team. Wow. You took yeah, one took for one the team. team. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you guys deal with that? rejection when neither of them booked it how did they handle it and how did you guys handle it how did you handle it Ryder? Yeah, we, we did no great didn't mean anything oh. to us <laughs> it was just exciting yeah. adventure and yeah okay. you just got to go in a limo yeah. and, yeah, and right. meet warren Beatty. i mean yeah. so cool yeah yeah but i remember thinking right. it was it was I mean, an adventure soon after that we had the uh the they auditioned for les mis um for the live performance in san francisco yeah. And Ryder was booked that day. Shiloh was on a, a wait list to see how tall he was. Yeah. So he was a couple of months later. He, he auditioned again. But Ryder was booked right away. Yeah, Shiloh so. was too tall, but he'd, he'd grown too much. So, so they exactly. measured us every week on Les Mis oh, because wow. we were yeah, too they, tall. They you were, were like a kid right. on stage. So. Yeah. So what was that like having to bring Ryder? Because you know, when we, you do live stage, obviously the schedule is grueling. So oh, yeah. what was that like having to shuttle him back and forth from San Francisco? Because you you guys are, what, an hour, hour and a half outside of the an city? An hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, it was a bear. Uh, and was that every was day? Six days a week. Wow. Uh, one one day off, but uh, several. Uh, well, the, you know. It, matinees, two days matinees. But yeah, two performances. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. matinees and Saturday yeah. matinees. And Saturday. I guess it was just Sunday. But there was, uh, you know. What do you call it? Curtain call at the end. Mm-hmm. They had a standing ovation every night. And Ryder, you wanted to stay for that. You know, it's thrilling. And that was at 11.15 at night. Oh. So then we had to drive home oh. there. So it was crazy. 
What do you remember most about his stage debut? I, I remember the audition. He, yeah, we were practicing what we we're gonna what we were gonna sing, and Ryder changed his mind. I think right before we got in there to to sing the battle hymn of the republic instead of I I forget what he was supposed to do, but anyway, uh, and then you you they had him crawl across the stage singing the song. Right, because Gavroche has to die on stage. Yeah, and so he has I haven't to seen it. So thanks. Spoiler <laughs> alert: <laughs> I've never seen Les Mis. Me no. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Remember we talked about this? We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So Gavroche has this this like like rousing theme song about how little people know and little people fight. It's actually been completely cut down in the latest edition, which is a disaster. In the original oh. play, he had this whole song, and then he. Um, runs across, he jumps over the barricade to go get bullets because he's quicker and smaller than any of the other like adults and gets shot. And but he has to like sing his, he's singing his like song while he's getting shot three times. Honestly, it was a great thing for a kid. And so, what for my audition, they were like, I sang the battle hymn of the Republic, and they're like, now sing it, but you're dying and you're crawling across stage. Whenever I point at you, you get shot and you have to keep singing, which is, you know, basically, and I, of course, loved it. I was like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember that because I had gotten new clothes for you to go. You were worried that it got all dusty from the stage because you had to crawl across. There. Oh, you were like, sorry, mom, my clothes got dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was, it was exciting though. It was an exciting time. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. 
You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. After two and a half years. He was cheating mm-hmm. while you were pregnant. Were pregnant. Yeah. About 13 women? More. Like if I would have stayed married to Max, I think he would have cheated forever. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it, was, it was just a toxic relationship. Michael Cawson returns to Wind Down with Janet Kramer. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cawson. You don't want to miss this three-part reunion. On iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you ever worried that both of them being in entertainment as actors would create competition between the two of them? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're going through the same part sometimes. Yeah, because they're only 18 months apart, so... Right. They were all constantly auditioning for the same part. But then we're both working on TV series at the same time, too. That's what got complicated. We had to, yeah. But luckily, I had a job as a firefighter, and I was able to trade days so I could be, like when even Ryder got a movie in the, where was New it? Mexico. New Mexico, yeah. And I was able to trade a couple of weeks to go there for that. I can't remember the name of the movie. You remember, Ryder? <laughs> um, the Long Kill. It was a TV movie. Yes. Yeah, that is why you were still on Boy Meets World, too, I think. No, that was before Boy. Oh, it was before, before Boy. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Good wow. grief. <laughs> but yeah, you and I spent like three weeks in New Mexico together. I just remember yeah. playing cards constantly. And yeah. What card yeah. games did you play? Uh, Egyptian Rat. Oh, yeah. what is it called? You taught me that. Oh, yeah. You taught yeah. me that game, yeah. Ryder. You, you taught me that, that game. Yep. I don't remember it now, but I remember. It's a great your... way to kill time on a set with your dad when yeah. you're 11 years old. We uh, <laughs> is that when you have to slap also, the pile? You have to like yeah, slap, you're the supposed p- to slap the pile, and if you have doubles, I think yep. you can call it Egyptian rat screw. I think, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. So or Egyptian war. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we, my dad and I played better. that, and yeah, we just had. A, I remember we had a great time. We went and saw the. Um, uh, the cl- the uh, cliff dwellings and uh, you know I had a lo- we had a lot of downtime because I was a very small part in this movie, but yeah. And then yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. Australia for a job with you, mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they took turns, and then my brother would be like, Shiloh was off doing movies in North Carolina a bunch. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, we had to take turns. It was it was crazy. Do um, you remember hearing about then when Boy Meets World came up? Was this just another? Another one in a long line of auditions, or did you think that maybe this was going to be special? I mean, do you remember hearing about no, the show? Nothing about it. It was just it was any other audition, and uh, it was surprising that there was you know, it lasted seven years. That was incredible. But it was such a good show right from the beginning that you knew it was going to last. But then Riders Park got bigger and bigger. It seemed. Yeah. 
I don't know. Listening to you guys, your, your podcast, I'm amazed how much I didn't know went on behind the scenes and how, what you guys did. It was amazing. I know. My Just, mom but, says the same thing. My mom's like, man, I feel like I feel like I knew it all. She's like, and then I realize we all think we know it all because we just have our own little POV. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, uh, you know, at least us moms were there all the time. Yeah. Exactly. I know. Yeah. My parents still ask what a podcast is. <laughs> uh, so a little bit, little bit different. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but mom, you were there for the first, really the first three seasons pretty mm-hmm. consistently, right? Oh, yeah, I was. And so what was that yeah. like for you? Uh, you know, initially it was very exciting. Uh, yeah, meeting everybody and seeing, yeah. yeah, how it all works, but um, it got boring very quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. You didn't have—I mean, you weren't being paid to be there, you know. So it was, you know, but it was a job, and I was supposed to stay within sight and sound of my child, kind of thing. But he was in school, and I knew he was fine in the school with with David Combs and Wesley, and. Uh, so I, I got to read a lot of books initially, yeah. which I was happy about because when you have when you're raising boys out in the country, you never have time to read a book. <laughs> so that was that was nice. I was able to catch up with uh, reading a lot of bio, uh, biographies. And so yeah, that's all I remember. Any times I spent there was just reading book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. watching a show. Yeah, and I mean it's watch. such it's such a sacrifice for you. You know, like. You could have, with those days, you could have been working, you could have been doing, you know, anything else you wanted to do for yourself, but instead, for no money, you're sitting on a set, literally, quietly, doing nothing. 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 Thankfully, you liked to read, so you got to accomplish, you know, you got to read a lot of books. And I know you got, you know, for my mom, you were a real source of um, knowledge and wisdom because you guys had been in the industry certainly for a lot longer than we had. And my mom looked up to you so much. And uh, (laughs) my mom has such fond memories of spending time with you on on set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What was the set of Boy Meets World like in particular, mom? What was it? What? What was the set of Boy Meets World like as compared to other sets or like the group of people, the cast, the crew, the <clears> other parents? Um, okay. I, the one that really stood out for me was that you had done um, a guest spot on Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they were right next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but you were there for one or two weeks. In fact, it was a Halloween, which we were getting nearby and near. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the three kids, the three boys that were on home improvement, uh, they were uh, being yelled at. Uh, I, I was, uh, it was upsetting to see how they treated them, you know. Uh, so I, I really appreciate the fact that the whole crew, everybody in Boy Meets World, they respected you. Uh, as actors and professionals, and I, I never remember anyone ever yelling or degrading to any of you. So that was that was I was very impressed with how well they treated you as as and treated you like professionals that you were. Yeah, that I know not- the the home improvement boys have talked about that. I heard things about that set that. Um, where yeah, the kids there were treated like second class citizens, basically, yeah, for, yeah. and and not actors or you know other professionals. 
Um, so I'm sure that was a, a quite a change where Boy Meets World definitely felt more like a family environment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And very professional. I also think, yeah, Boy Meets World was just sort of an, an inversion in that the, the kids were, I mean, it was called Boy, right? I mean, yeah. it was yeah. built around Ben. Yeah. It was like the show started with the kids. The adults were cast around him, essentially, yeah. you know? So, I, yeah, there was no there was no avoiding the fact that this show only existed for child actors. Yeah, good point. That's, That's true. It's just point. like the one Shadow was on, The Mommies. It was yeah. all geared towards the, the adults. The yeah. parts in it, but it wasn't like the kid's story. So it only lasted two seasons. You know, yeah, that was where Shadow Shil- was just like making out with a girl on the couch every week, right? Yeah. How is that different than by season three or four he was of in Boy Chubbies. With You? Because yeah, exactly. he was making out with a girl in Chubby's. Exactly. <laughs> that would be literally an extent of his part. It was like a recurring joke that oh, he was just yeah. always laying on the couch making, making out with out a, out. a girl. <laughs> and like that was his entire role. Well, flipping burgers at a fast food joint or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, something weird like that it's like, now did you yeah, ever yeah. worry about the kind of you know we, we've heard about it was mostly in the in the 80s so we weren't there we were coming up after but did you ever worry about Ryder or Shiloh falling into the young actor trap of you know what Hollywood could do of clubs or going out and partying or any of that stuff was that ever a concern in any way no yeah never no. thought about no they're, they're, they're such together kids no it was uh, never well, we we also made a point to fly home. That's true every weekend. every weekend, yeah. and and we literally live in a redwood forest, right in, up here in Northern California. And I just always said I want I want to keep them grounded in the redwoods. Yep. So yeah, yeah and that's so, that's really smart. You can limit yeah. the exposure and limit yeah. the right. downtime in yep, the yes. environment. And and even if you're going to have a very hands off approach in the redwood forest, you know, you know what's out there, at least it feels exactly. a little it feels yeah. like you have right. a little bit more control yeah. than yeah. you do. I mean, kids might get stabbed, but that's not drugs. Exactly. That can happen. But no, that's true. I mean, I think that's one of the, the most dangerous combinations of a, a young child actor is a lot of money uh-huh. and a lot of time. Yeah, and so yeah. you put those two things together and sometimes it's not a great combination. So, yeah, I think we all kind of avoided that that hole, which is great. But I know that one of the things that made me feel so good, especially one time, Lynn, was that I knew that you started to really trust me uh, w- with hanging out <laughs> with Ryder because we were going somewhere and you're like, I don't want to go here. Just take the Previa. And you tossed me the keys to your car and you were like, you just take them. Let's go. And I had everybody in the car. They were just driving your car around. I was like, oh, this is good. She trusts me now. This is awesome. So I, I remember that. That's yeah. so cool. I, did, yeah. I remember feeling good about that. I did. You were the older, you know, yeah. the elder in the groups. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. And, so, we, you know, we lived initially, you, Will, and. Ryder and Shiloh and I were all in Oak Oakwoods. Yeah. Yeah. And Lee. And Lee. Lee and Norris. Mom. Yeah. 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 That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. So as Ryder got a little bit older, he ended up being on the cover of every teen bop magazine oh, you yeah. could possibly huh. think of. What was that like for you as parents to see your son be a teen heartthrob? Oh, felt good about it but yeah. at the same time i wow. still have a, a whole chest with drawers full with authors magazines oh, no. and pictures <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I love that 
So I did collect them. I did, you know, I'd go and buy the magazine and see what they had to say. And such. Yeah, his niece had to take care. Her niece had to take care of the fan mail. The fan mail was so much. It was incredible. Just That's right. My cousin, Alicia. Yeah, yeah, Alicia. Yeah, she came up and took all of the... It was really nice. Uh, so much work. What are you going to do with yeah. this? You can't she ignore it. She read all the fan letters. Right. Yeah. She read yeah. all of them. And, and that's when all you then started doing the headshots with the printed mm-hmm. autograph, right? So you would oh, take, yeah. you'd yeah. get a headshot, sign one of them, and then yep. they would make right. copies of it. So and I'm sure you, you did too, huh? Yeah. We all did that. Yeah, you yeah. had to. Yeah. You had to. Yeah. It was just a bit much. I wouldn't want to do it myself. That's for sure. And so, yeah, King. Did anybody at the fire station, like, what did your friends think in your small little town? You have these two kids that that strike it kind of big in Hollywood. Like, you come from this tiny town and you have two very famous young men in your family. What did people say to you? Did, did people know? Yeah, they knew, but I don't remember it being anything special. Uh, they just been- didn't care. Well, no, some, they to this day ask about. What's well, weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we go to the fireman's ball, you know, yeah, the fire department. Yeah, those guys were really impressed for some reason. But yeah, I'm thinking locally. I don't remember being that much of a. Well, of course, right here, country. Right. <laughs> what's local? You know, you don't have all these people around you. You have. Family it's over like there, a 15 minute drive to the town of Sebastopol, which right. is okay. a so, town of 7,000 people. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. like a, that's, that's a drive away. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah but writer, our podcast has made local press. It, we've been in yeah. your paper. That's yeah. right. so, I know, that was, yeah. I imagine you were probably in the local paper back then too. No, you know, I mean, I think it goes no. back to the idea that like, no one really cared. World? Yeah, nobody cared because yeah. we were a kids' show. So, right. I, I, yeah, we, we were sort of flying under the radar at home. Like, I remember just, I, I would go home and, like, in Sonoma County, basically feel invisible. Like, I felt like a totally right. normal Which kid. is one of the reasons and, you loved it. Which is, I, yeah, I loved which is it. what oh we God. wanted, too. We, yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah. why we came home every weekend. Yeah. I, I mean, if anything, the- when I ended up at the high school I ended up at, which is, you know, a very alternative um you know, out in the woods, hippie school. Um, yeah. Like, if anything, I got made fun of for being Hollywood. Right. You know, like if sure, I right, if I yeah. dressed, if I cared about how I looked. Right. If I if I ever had product in my hair that was like just pure mockery. I remember my teacher calling me out, like talking about consumerism and 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 how um, how ridiculous and like somehow he found out that we had more than one VCR yeah. and like he like made fun of me in front of the entire school that like I had like how dare somebody have more and it's like but this is what I do for a living like yeah right. video equipment is kind of important <laughs> right. but, but I felt bad if anything I felt bad about being an actor um, in my yeah, high school. that's funny yeah because yeah. you always wanted to quit and go back <laughs> not always at that one period you went through this the schooling you writer you mentioned about the high school the schooling was tough you know because they were when they were smaller they were going to the public school mm-hmm. but they don't want they want the child there in the seat they get the money that way Attendance, at least here yeah. in california and so for, for him to be pulled out all the time for even an audition and then work was was, was difficult it was just hard right and so we ended up we ended up look, looking at several private schools around the area that could be that would work. And the, the one we did find, I mean, we had, we had actually rafted, we were river rafting with the, the husband of the, the owner of the school. Mm-hmm. And 
we were on one of the trips with her and her family. And I was talking to her about it. And she goes, oh, we can work something out. We can, you know. And luckily, both, both the boys were liked school. They were, uh, they could be trusted with assignments and mm-hmm. get them done, even though they were off someplace doing the acting and the job. They, they would get the work done. So every three weeks when there was hiatus, they could come back and get their hand the work in and. Yeah, that, that must have felt nice to have that one less worry on your plate of like, oh, yeah. are they getting yeah. an education? Yeah, you always knew school, that they were. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And luckily, you you guys were, you had a great schooling. The best. Yeah. yeah. Wesley yeah. and David yeah. were just oh, two uh, of yeah. the, so good. the best in the world. Yeah. 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 I truthfully would put either one of them up against the best anybody. teacher, anybody yeah. in the world and be like, I I, yeah, dare you to do better than, than these two. So uh, I have a question because we, when Jen Fischel came on, we had to talk a little bit about Danielle's dating history. <laughs> and I, I think it's only fair that we do the same when we talk about Ryder because Ryder has, so I met him, he was 12. He'd already been married for 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> falling in line with the old man inside the young man's yeah, body. Yeah. He was he has oh, been relationship guy since day one that I met him. And I was wondering if you could talk just a little bit about, I mean, a man who wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to the relationships he's in. What was it like raising somebody who has been in love? You know, <laughs> one, and there's, I think and he's tortured. In love and people. tortured. He's a tortured, in love young man from the time I had met him. Can you walk us a little bit through Ryder's love life? <laughs> you take that uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he would just, yeah. You, I mean, you just described it perfectly. Yeah. He's, yeah. He just falls totally. And, and it's that one and only person. Yeah. For they were all long-term relationships. I yeah. know. Did you ever yeah. want to encourage him to like, you know, because my mom, I would always, I would usually fall for the very first person that would appear in front of me after a, after a breakup. And my mom would go, Danielle, <laughs> you, you can't just keep stumbling into quote unquote long-term relationships. If you're never available, how are you going to meet the right person? Like if you're just always taken, did you ever want to encourage writer to not be so obsessed with, find, with finding the one at 12 and to maybe just kind of be a little freer and date around. I'm asking for young Danielle who really just never had her chance. Yeah. Dan young did. That's the problem is Danielle is retroactively trying to get. Did Ryder you ever encourage him to, to just be yeah. a little single for a while? Yeah. Very Marine. Damn it. No, <laughs> no I don't, I don't remember encouraging. To, no, it was because the women that he was with were, Great. They were, yeah. you know, right. good choices. Yeah. Good choices. Everyone he ever dated was always like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys had a very, you guys had a very cool hands off approach to a yeah. lot of, a lot of your parenting. Where do you think that comes from? Were you guys raised with a lot of freedom as kids or were your parents a little more strict? Oh, my parents were totally free. I mean, do whatever you want to do as long as you want to. I never had any restrictions at all. 
in any part of my life from the time yeah. I was a little kid. Now, you had little... I had restrictions. You had restrictions, yeah. And I ended up moving 3,000 miles away <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to, get away to feel free. that long. It just lasted that long. San Francisco, yeah. 1970 yeah. San Francisco was um, home because there was freedom. There was, yeah. At that point, I was, what, 22 anyway. <laughs> but yeah. but they while, still yeah. had control over me. I felt, you know, that... that it's totally yeah. different to two of us. Like I said, yeah. I had total freedom from the time I was 10, 11, 12 years old, but 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you had to move to get it. Yeah, yeah really. I did. Yeah. What a time and a place, though. Can you tell me just a little bit what San Francisco in the late 60s, early 70s was like? I mean, that was like a cultural phenomenon in the United States. What was it like at 22 moving across the country and seeing San Francisco at its arguably its height uh, of coolness? Um, what, what was that like? Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I said, I felt at home and felt totally free. You could do whatever you wanted. Um, we had gotten into marijuana, and so we were enjoying that and then there were protests at golden gate park that you could just join in and it's very it was just exciting it was very exciting and free and when did you guys reconnect so you guys met at penn state and then and then moved separately to san francisco at what point did you guys reconnect and what were you doing separately at the time that you guys reconnected well the first when i first came out to san francisco i only came out for the summer and, uh, but during that summer, I decided I need to move out. So, <clears throat> but the first night I was in San Francisco, I went out with King, not as a date, his, his old roommate who I had dated at Penn State. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I, w- I went out and I saw him. And so I saw King the first night. Actually. Yeah, he took over and visited and, uh, after about a year, I guess. Well, when, that geez, winter, I guess. That winter, I don't know. Somewhere in there, Bill, who she was dating, said to me, I was backpacking at the time a lot, and she said, he said to me, you know, Lynn uh, likes a backpack. Why don't you date her? Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill and I were never serious, ever, yeah. ever serious. So that's how we got together. All right. Wow, yeah. I love that. Lynn's yeah. boyfriend set you two up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just, is my favorite meet cute ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Great. yeah, but it turned out great. Yeah, he was a great friend of mine and good friend of hers. And we got together and then the kids actually Ryder, you called him Uncle Bill, didn't you? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I never saw him after the age of like four or five. Yeah, yeah he, he went out back. for cigarettes. He, he moved back. He, back. <laughs> <laughs> he moved back to Pennsylvania. Where, or no, but yeah, yeah. But you guys really, you 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 were dating on and off, but you really, the, it was the trip to Alaska that really. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Solidified. Yeah. Definitely. What yes. happened on that trip? Uh, well, we went up on a Honda three hundred and fifty, one bike with the two of us on it and our one pack backpack that had <laughs> our, frame back. our little stove for cooking meals and that was pretty interesting. one other change of clothes and and we just took off yeah and it was we got well, how far we got about 
80 miles? Yeah, we got up to Sonoma County where we now we have a, <laughs> a brand new bike. <laughs> and we had to pull over to a place which was just an abandoned farmhouse. And we slept there for the night. Now it's a PA. What's it's it? a KOA. KOA campground. Camp. Somebody bought the property. It's a big campground now, but we were the first camp there. And the next morning, we pushed it over to uh, the Honda, a Honda dealer. dealership, which was in Petaluma at the time. And they uh, fixed it that day. And we continued on our trip and got all the way to Alaska. When I look, when I look back on that, I'm, I'm surprised we just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. That we never, we never discussed. Let's go back home. Let's go back to San Francisco. Yeah, well, you were only up. 80 were miles off. away. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. So- well, you guys were just telling me about like, where was it the end, in the middle of the trip, or whatever, when you were, when you were doing the backpacking where dad wanted to build a raft and like go across the thing. And that's when you finally had your breakdown, mom. That oh, was Alaska, that, right? Oh, that, that was, was the later. West Coast yeah. trail uh, on Vancouver Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought that was that and- first trip. No, no, that was no, a separate no. trip for a week. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was after Alaska. It was, but that was the trip that uh, I mean, we had been together several years, living together. I think we were up here at Redwood Shire, our place we call it, and uh, but we took that trip, and King was very, he was very excited about building the raft, and we had to have a tide, watch the tides, and uh, anyway, I it was a awful trail it was not well maintained i was falling trees across the road across the trail and how many days in were you you were like three or four days oh, in yeah just a couple of days yeah, yeah. Maybe and third, I and uh yeah and i just said this isn't fun my bedroll was wet everything was wet it, it was Plus we met two campers on the uh, coming the other direction the other way who had lost all their equipment crossing that river and they oh. said that and they had nothing they had no had nothing. food we had to give them some food we gave them some of our food and i thought well, it would really be great channels and she was worn out by then so no I'm like going a, you know this isn't fun that was the only trailing yeah. you know but but i told them i said look you you go on i'll hike back because i we've already just came from there i can go back and then I'll by yourself. I know. <laughs> well, it's like bear know, country, Vancouver Island. Like <laughs> Jesus. It's, I'll stay in the motel, and then when you get when you get back. You know, yeah, but, honestly, but, but King, not a bad but, decision. Listen, King, if yeah. you want to take the chance with your bed yeah. and all of our belongings, I'll go to a motel and yeah. I'll see you on the other yeah. side, yeah. sir. Yeah, I think, I think that was a healthy Perfect. moment for my parents. Yeah, <laughs> for my mom. Yes. But but but. King said, no, we're doing this together and I'll go back with you. It's good. So he went to the motel and he didn't force you to go <laughs> no, down the river. I, uh, <laughs> we didn't get a motel. No, we didn't get because we were camping. <laughs> of course not. Why <laughs> would you do that? No. <laughs> Just air, air dry yeah. your bed. Air dry your bed. Yeah, right. But at that point, I knew he was a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, was it. That was, I knew he was. You should have known after the Alaska trip. That was three months getting back to that. The original one. Yeah. It took us about a month to get up there, so slow we were, because it rained the whole time. On the, the on the motorcycle. Huh? On, on the, the mo- and you were riding a motorcycle, motorcycle and it's raining the whole time. We got stuck a couple places because all the springs in the rear wheel broke. This this is not a good ad for Honda. I got to be honest. <laughs> this is a terrible ad for Honda 350. Thank God we're sponsored by Hyundai, Hyundai. not Honda. <laughs> the Yukon, all through the Yukon, the Alp. Alcan Highway was all gravel and it went, it was very uh, windy. windy, incredibly windy. And because of World War II, they made it really windy so that anybody strafing it wouldn't be able to wipe out the whole convoy. 
So they yes. made it like this all the way up to yeah. Alaska. So it was crazy. And all, all the only other people on the on the highway there was these big trucks delivering up to Alaska. So, and every time they went by, this gravel would come up and we'd have to cover up. And, oh, my gosh, because you'd get gravel spit at you. Yes. Yeah, it was. This sounds uh, like. My absolute nightmare. I was going to say, Danielle and I, I'm just staying quiet because it's like, this is the writer's like, yeah, I can't wait writer's to try like, this yes, myself. I love this. this I'm going like to I'm gonna bring my child on this I feel like a wimp trip. when I have a camper van, guys. This is why when I have a camper right. van, I'm like, what are we doing? This is like the height of luxury. We should be on a, a on bicycles or a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> I, I should I mean, have to carry all our own gear. What are I'm we going doing? back to King saying, well, we just met two hikers coming the other way who, who lost, lost all their, all their equipment. Stuff. Yeah. So I thought this was a good challenge. Like challenge. Yeah. We went up the Alaska Highway recently. It's all paved now. It's beautiful. They straightened it yeah. out. And it's, it's, we took a big camper. One of these yeah. huge campers, biggest ones you could get. Well, that's what so I cheap. said. I said, if we go up again, 40 years later, I said, I want a mattress. That's a couple Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You right. deserve it. Right. <laughs> isn't there isn't there a four seasons in Alaska? There's got to be a four yeah. seasons in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> There's there, there was an article that was written. Do you guys still have that article where some like reporter ran into you guys on your Alaska oh, yeah. trip? I was in Washington. And he oh, took a photo of my parents and it got published yeah. in the newspaper. Do you guys still have that? We should find that because I would love to post that. Yes. It's like basically a profile of like, look at these crazy hippies yeah. <laughs> in their tiny motorcycle driving all the way up to yeah, Alaska. We were, we were doing we were doing our laundry, the you know, the pair of jeans that we were switching the only change yeah. we had. So we were doing our laundry and he just came up and approached us and yeah. he took our picture and got our names and such. And then he said, uh, if you make it, because <laughs> he was like, You're, you know, this is Washington. You still have a long way to go. So if you make it, send me a postcard and tell me that you got it. So I did. And that that's when he posted it. He said they I, made it. Unbelievable! Oh, yeah, I want to so see cool. that. I want, you guys got yeah, cool. please yeah, find that. I love that, that and idea. please the movies, the movies that you made of Ryder as yeah. a little kid. I need well, to I see the screening. Great Toy Robbery. I think we actually <laughs> yes. need to that. We need to plan a screening camper. up at Redwood great Toy at Redwood Dryer for. Yes, yes. Oh I want to see all that. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Okay, we speaking of productions at Redwood Shire, I have to talk to you about something very near and dear to this podcast and my heart. Grinders Inline. <laughs> I recently watched it and it was such a fun time capsule. It brought back so many memories of shooting oh, up yeah. there. It was very entertaining. You guys produced it. We shot it at your property. What do you remember about that that whole production and having all those people there and and just that whole just producing that movie? Well, I had to build the uh, ramp. The half, the half pipe. The ha- yeah, the half pipe. Yeah, you I built actually it, Dad? bought it from somebody else. Oh. Had to disassemble it, it together, yeah. reassemble it there, and then I, I remember the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It was, a nine foot, it was a nine-foot half-pipe. It was yeah. huge. And oh, it's a big, yeah. it big half-pipe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go on it. I was terrified. Uh-huh. But it was yeah. like, it was. but they put it right in the meadow where we used to camp out in the Redwoods. And it's it's just one of the most gorgeous spots. And so it was so perfect for filming because you could just get these incredible shots in the middle of the Redwoods. And yeah, I mean, we attracted a lot of talent because there was a, it was a big skating community yeah. that somehow we got tapped into and came out and just... Yeah, Shot one guy's a big. What was his name? The the star that well, actually that was because Angel went up there and filmed him up in uh, Tahoe. Yeah. I can't remember his name now, but he's still the biggest name in skateboarding. Uh, to- was it Tony Hawk? Uh, Not Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Just, it's the same thing. You know, we we did produce a feature here, uh, Buck Naked Arson, mm-hmm. two yeah. years later. So much. And what'd you say? I said so much fun. Yeah, oh, that was. Christine yeah. Lakin, 
uh, Rusty, Rusty was in it. Yeah, Rusty came it Rusty in it. Just, yeah. No questions yeah. asked. Showed up and filmed with yeah. us for yeah, like, we shot a whole feature in like, what, 12 days or 14 days or yeah. something? Just and it was like one of the first digital features. We were using the, the same cameras that Lucas had developed for the new Star Wars films. And there were only like six of them in the world, but we got. We got two of the cameras and shot a movie in like no time. And that was Amy Snow, who was a, um, a PA, a phone PA on, on yeah. a stage PA at Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Yeah. That script. And then she handed me the script and I was like, this is great. We could probably shoot this on my parents' property. And we did. It was so much yeah. fun. But honestly, like truly you two and writer and Shiloh were so ahead of your time. Now it's very common practice for every child actor who has a family or a team. They start a production company and and they start doing their own stuff. But that was not common practice in the late 80s, early 90s. No. So what was that? Good. What? It wasn't as easy. Yeah. No, I can see everybody would do it. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's my question is that you guys being so ahead of your time, what was that like for you going into it and being like, we're just going to, we're going to learn as we go. <laughs> I guess. The stupidity, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, it was, it was exciting to do. It was fun to do, but at the same time, it was not profitable. <laughs> right. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be a marketing person or have a marketing person. And we didn't. From my perspective, what was so, well, I mean, what's so amazing about you guys is you always just approach any project and you just do it, right? You just figure it out. And, you, and yeah. like, like when you didn't know how to build a house, dad, you've always said you just read a book, right? Read a book, figured yeah. it out yeah. and built a house. And I think you, you guys so admirably approached all of filmmaking the exact same way, which is exactly right. The problem is... The industry of Hollywood is a whole nother, like making right. a film is one thing, right? Like putting a production together, getting the creatives, getting the equipment and like all of that you guys thrived at. And we, you know, mm-hmm. we're so good at because that, that can do attitude that you bring to everything you do was perfect for independent cinema and perfect for making projects. The problem is once the project is finished, you need, <laughs> you need money. Yeah. And capital and you need marketing and you need distribution and you need, and you need all these other and you need everything contacts, else. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, being yeah. up in the Redwoods, yeah. uh, really, really far from Hollywood yeah. is not super helpful in that regard. And <laughs> I don't think either one of you wanted no. to be like, we're not it to film festivals. No, we're not yeah. salespeople. No, yeah. we can produce things, but we don't, we can't sell well, them. Robert Redford does it in Montana, right? Well, it's Robert Redford. A little more, <laughs> more of a connection. No, I, I think the value, at least with uh, uh, with Bucknick and Arson and, and Grinders in line earlier, was I just wanted to teach the, the boys that they can do it. If they, yeah. if, you know, they, they can do it, you know, it can happen. That's so smart. And they're both still in the business. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what were your thoughts when Ryder decided he wanted to stop acting? Hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <Simple>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No problem. I like being home more than going to places. It was fun for a while. You know, after you go one or two, it's like, Okay, I'm just, I got to read all that books. That was about it. Yeah. I read four or five books at a time at that time. I remember. Yeah. I'd probably leave a book somewhere and get another one to read it. So whenever he's going to quit Boy Meets World, like, sure. Right. <laughs> but I Which think is what yeah, I yeah, needed you, to hear so badly. Yeah. Because yeah. I was under so that. much pressure at the age of 16. I felt like the whole world was yeah. forcing me to be on a TV show that I was not 
happy with, you know, and I was just unhappy. And so I, I really needed your support that it didn't matter to you, that you would love me no matter what, that, you know, yeah, I, could, right. I, could, I could fail at Boy Meets World and still be a, a, a success in your eyes. You know, like that's, right. that's yeah. what I needed to hear from both of you guys. And you were, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was no just question. knowing that, then you were yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to see all the other stuff you got up with <laughs> afterwards that we weren't involved, you know, just. Uh... Well, I, I, I remember after you turned 16, I didn't have to be on the set. Right. With you. And so I Ryder got a, lo- a loft in downtown Los Angeles and I left. He was on his own. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, other people were critical of that how can you leave a 16 year old on their own and i i was like Ryder is so ready to be that and he's so he's responsible i'm i'm not worried about that plus he was working you know he had and you that whole cast and crew of wendy's world were looking after him too did and you I, feel I that? Safe. Did you feel that confident right from the beginning with it, or was it something that at first you were a little more hesitant about, and then you grew into the comfort of it? I probably grew into the comfort, get, just yeah. getting to know everybody and the, the the friendships and the, you know being together for a couple of years. Yeah. At that point, was you felt together, and I I just knew he was being watched over or taken care of, and he. He could take care of himself. Even at 16, he was ready. Yeah. That old soul. Yeah. yeah. I remember, Lynn, we actually, we talked about that once because when I, because you had told me, you know, my parents weren't out on the set all the time and right. I was by myself, 16, 17. And at first you had said to me, you were like, I'm kind of amazed you're here by yourself. And and then when Ryder had the loft himself, you you and I had a talk where you're like, I, I kind of get it now. You're If you're a responsible person and you're ready for that, um, then it's what you do. So yeah, we we had a, a whole conversation about that where you were yeah. kind of like, okay, I, I I get I get what you were doing, I get what your parents were doing, and uh, it worked. So yeah, yeah he yeah. was uh, he was pretty responsible this one. I mean, at first you you were coming down, you were going to come down like every other week. Do you remember, mom? You were like, I'll come down every other week, and I yeah. think you only did it like twice, and then you were like, it's okay, <laughs> yeah, because then, then you were just sleeping in my loft, like we had like a separate bed on the top for you, to, and it was yeah. like. This is uncomfortable. This is a 16-year-old's loft. I'll just get out of here. (laughs) How does it make you feel now watching Ryder with a family of his own? And what are your thoughts if Indy wanted to become an actor? What do you guys think about that? Sure. That's what he wants to do. He's an actor already. Yeah. Yeah. He's a performer. He's already a Great yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He's taking great. acting classes right now, right, Ryder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just so good, uh, and he's been on a camera ever since he's been born. So yeah, exactly. We all have him. Yeah. Is there a possibility of the Great Toy Caper two? <laughs> Is that possible? Actually, there. Yes. Yeah, Ryder. Yes, let's do it. Will you guys put bags on your head again? <laughs> can we can we be a part of this? One? I want to yes. be in this film. <laughs> sure, we'll write you in. Okay, good. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on here. And I also want to thank you for raising such a special, incredible, <laughs> I just truly like a one of a kind man who has meant so much to both Will and I over the years. And 
I want to end with asking you of all of the amazing qualities writer has, and there are many, what do you think your favorite quality about writer is? If you could, if you could select one quality that writer has and say, this is something I would want for everyone to, to have or to experience, what would you say is your favorite thing about him? Good grief. There's so many. <laughs> His it's wisdom. Like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. His wisdom and intelligence yeah. that he applies to his analytical wisdom. ability. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Understanding. Yeah. Which he had when he was two years old. He sensed it. So man, I want to see two year old writer. I really need to oh. see, we really need to do a screening of these just movies. Just crying oh, over the girl he just paper. broke up with. <laughs> yeah. Two years two years old. He's already been in a already relationship angsty. for five years. He's angsty. He's can't can't get over her. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, he enjoys so that angst. He uses it as a process, I guess. Yeah. It it motivates him. Yeah. It keeps yeah. him going. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank on you here. Thank you for coming. Yeah. 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 these questions. It's really, it's really been yeah, it's fun. Been fun. Really enjoyed this. Yeah. So cool. It's Thank so you. good yeah. to see you. And we're inviting ourselves up to Redwoodshire to for the screening. Yeah. Okay. I think we should actually do we like a whole Pod Meets World here. journey. And, and I would love I it. We should. Yeah. I, I think we should. Great. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. We'll All right. schedule that. Thank you both so much for being here with us. Thank you. Take care. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. 
That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Uh. Well, Ryder, they killed it. Crushed. <laughs> they crushed. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. Oh, my God. I may miss them so much. I just want to be with them right now. I know. Crossing the river, like meeting two people who've just lost everything in the river, <laughs> and your dad's first instinct is, huh, sounds like a challenge. Sounds like a good <laughs> challenge. I'm in. Let's go, Lynn. I mean, the stories uh, that they tell, like, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so funny because I, I didn't really have perspective on it until relatively recently. You know, I feel like when I was little, it was always just like, well, that's just what you do. You you go into the wilderness for six days and you figure it out and you have a machete and you like build yourself a shelter. And it's just like, in what? Like, yeah, I know no, that's not, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I used to put so much pressure on myself too. Like I remember, um, you know, like g- going back to how my dad never wants to pay for anything. Like part of right. that is you don't pay anybody to fix anything in your house. You fix right. it yourself. Right. Like that is what you do. And I remember when Alex and I first started dating, like something went wrong with our old, O'Keefe Merritt stove, like one of those old like LA stoves that every yeah. like, and we had one in Laurel Canyon and it was just a disaster. It's like, and, and I'm sitting there trying to fix this stupid gas stove. I know nothing about <laughs> fixing stoves, right. I know no- but I also <laughs> won't bring myself to like pay somebody to do oh, it. Man. And Alex has just like sat me down. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're less of a man if <laughs> you, you can't, can't do this because yeah. you can't fix a stove. It's okay, Ryder. Just, yeah. you know what? You have other qualities. You can pay somebody. You, you, you use those other qualities to make money. And then right. you pay somebody else right. who's very good at fixing a stove right. to fix it for you. And, that and that's okay. And the time you save is yes. also worth something. Yes. And it was like such a like, okay, okay. It, you know, and it just ever since then, I like have to, you know, I still have to remind myself, but it's like, Yeah. But my parents are, you know, they're both just amazing people. I love them so much. They, they, and I, I, yeah. How long they've been married now? Oh God, since 74. No, they bought the property in 74, but they actually didn't get married. I don't think until 77. Okay. Yeah. 46 years. Yeah. 46 years. But it's so funny because in their, you know, the, at, for their generation, they were late getting married and having kids, you know, they dated for six years before they got, they actually got married. Um, but you know, my mom was 30, 32 or whatever when I was born. And you know, that was so late. Now it's pretty, pretty now typical. It's, yeah. Now, now you're yeah. actually on the early side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Man. 
Yeah, your parents are amazing. I have a really wonderful photo of my parents and your parents on the cruise, and they have they have swapped. And my dad is sitting on your mom's lap, and I think my mom (laughs) is sitting on your dad's lap. And it's a very what happened on the cruise? You know what? Let's talk about cruises. Let's do we'll do the do the cruise episode. Bring them back. We do have Um, to have the sail with the stars cruise episode because we have not talked about that. But that was we have we that's a that's a a, we will do that for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. It's okay to hire someone else to fix your merch. <laughs> we have our Ensorcel shirt. Yes. yes I I'm love a, it. I'm a big fan of the Ensorcel, Ensorcel shirt. So uh, that check that one out. Yeah. Ensorcel shirt. Ensorcel shirt. Ensorcel shirt. Wow. If you haven't checked Pretty it out impressive. yet. Wow. I mean, writers. <laughs> If you haven't checked that out yet, go to podmeetsworldshow.com and see for yourself. Uh, Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Whoop, whoop. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sugbach. Producer, Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at podmeetsworldshow or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.